The real estate agent is one of the most misunderstood professions and humans on the planet, and we are angry about it. So today we are dispelling myths, we are telling no lies, but we are talking about the seven biggest lies about real estate agents that are out there and why they are not true. Big liar, liar, pants on fire. You sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> you sit on a throne of lies. I hate the lies. And they lie about us all the time. Well, thank you for listening to this is episode 13 of the How To Real Estate Podcast. I'm here with my host, Jeremy Smith, and myself, Kyle Lindsay. Uh, how are you doing today, sir? Doing good, man. Doing good. It's been a long day. We, we've put in a lot of work in today, sir. Yes. And uh, this is a fun episode because we get to talk about... All the bullshit. <laughs> this is some bullshit, man. Yes. yes, because we're tired of it. Yeah, we're tired of the lies. Yeah. We can't take it anymore. Nope. We're going to have to bring truth to this. So those of you listening, if you haven't already done so, don't lie about it. Subscribe <laughs> to the podcast. Hit the bell. Send it to a friend. Help us out. Yeah. Help us out, guys. We're sitting here spending time struggling. That's a lie. We're sitting here having fun, <laughs> bringing you guys some content. So share share this stuff. We're, yeah. we're having a good time. And comment. Give us a comment. Let us know what you guys think. Let us know if it sucks. Let us. You'd be lying if you said that. But yeah, let us know what you think. Let us know how we can make it better. What content you want us to cover? If there are any lies, we're getting we're getting ready to break down seven. Right. Right. So if you know of more lies. Make us aware of this stuff. We, we all need to be able to band together mm-hmm. and combat these lies because I think at some points people think we're even less than used car salesmen. Oh, that's offensive. Yeah. Yeah, that hurts. It's offensive to the used car salesman. <laughs> that's a lie. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, if you've gotten any value from those couple episodes, please just hit us, hit us a like, get us a subscribe, and tell. I want to hear in the comments. Not just something we may, may have missed. What was your favorite lie? Mm-hmm. What's your favorite lie? And which one do you think is the truth? Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe it wasn't a lie. <laughs> <laughs> if you disagree <laughs> with these lies, which one's true? Which one, which one do you think we are full of shit? <laughs> All right. So getting into this, lie number one, the biggest, no, no, it's not the biggest, but it's actually something that I actually did believe about real estate agents before I became one is that all real estate agents are professionals. Mm, yeah. So I believe that about barbers. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that about barbers. Well, and you're not bar- really putting them to the test these days, <laughs> are you? <laughs> well, yeah. So I took my son to a barber last week, and we thought he was a pro, man, because he was a barber. Yeah. Hey, he's everything but. It was the worst haircut ever. So just because somebody has a license to do something does not mean they're good at it. Yeah. Yep. So what are... Uh, how how can we prove this wrong? Like, give me some examples of how real estate agents are not pros and <laughs> go easy. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How, I, we only have a what an hour long at this. We yeah. only keep around forty minutes, but I could go so long. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a lot of real estate agents that are unprofessional, and we've talked about this before. But thirteen percent of real estate agents make it. Yeah, eighty-seven percent fail in the first five years. There's a reason for that. A lot of people think this is just going to be a side hustle or they can come at it with limited experience and never grow. For the most part, there's a lot of real estate agents. I'm not going to say the majority because I still think most real estate agents try and they just never get the mentorship or want to work hard enough to make it. But there right. are there are definitely a good percentage that are terrible communicators. They don't respond oh, yeah. to you. They won't answer emails. Um, so much so 
this is this just had to get reinstated in our code of ethics. They had to put a time limit on how long it took a real estate agent to respond because apparently you have to do that because people just don't respond to you. Yeah, that's professional. So now we have 24 hours to respond to someone once we're under contract to your client, to your client. They had to dictate how long you could respond <laughs> to your client. To your, I mean, if, if nothing sad. else says that we are not all professionals, that should be right there. That NAR had to put into our code of ethics how long you had to respond to your client. That's horrible. That that is horrible. So I so I've got a little bit of a story. So there is this time where I story time about these bullshit agents about this. Now this person was a pro. Okay. This person was a pro, but not a pro real estate agent. <laughs> I'll tell you what Got she was me. a pro at. Got me. <laughs> All right. So had a listing and we had it under contract and uh, this agent got caught. And what she did was one, one, she was just a pain in the ass. Like she was a pain in the ass the whole time. Like she had no idea what she was doing. And so that made her being a pain in the ass even mm. worse because she was wrong on everything. Right. So she got caught. She went to the home. During, I can't remember if it was like a home inspection or a foundation inspection. She went to the home and was talking to the inspector like she was the owner and told the inspector, no, I'm not the real estate agent. I'm the owner of the house. So she got caught because the dad of the owner, who was, you know, the owner was my client. Her dad showed up Mm -hmm. to the inspection and was listening to the agent tell the inspector that she was the owner. Oh, wow. And the dad was like, uh, no, my daughter owns this house. And so she got busted. Dang. Right? And so she was a pro con artist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was not a pro real estate agent. Yeah. There's a lot of those out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So be careful, man. Just because somebody has their license does, doesn't mean that they're all operating on the same level. Same thing with, with sports. I just got off the phone with an agent giving the same analogy. Basketball. I love this one because... A lot of a lot of grown-ups play basketball in rec leagues, mm-hmm. right? And so they're basketball players, mm-hmm. right? Everybody on the Philadelphia 76ers or Dallas Mavericks, they're also basketball players, mm-hmm. right? Some of them are amateurs. Some of them are pros. Mm-hmm. Same thing in real estate. You've got a lot of amateurs that are walking around, and they will always be amateurs. They have no desire to be pros. They just want money. So, yeah, be careful. Get a yeah, pro. and we'll touch on this one of these other lies, but a lot of people will – look at real estate as an easy way to make some quick, quick side money. Yep. And they don't realize everything goes into it. And so they bring their limited skills their limited mindset into this. They never grow and they never take the chance to actually become professional. And they just, they just do the whole industry a disservice by being here. And yeah. I'm, you know, they're, they're going to be gone at some point because mm-hmm. we know a lot of real estate agents fail. Yeah. So yeah. if, if you feel like you might, you know, be somewhere at, trending towards the bottom of this category, <laughs> seek some help. Talk to some people. Yeah. There's mentorship and guidance out there. You can become more professional. Don't don't give us a bad name. Yeah, you give us a bad name. Yeah. And you'll be a professional real estate agent or you'll go back to being a professional something else. Yeah. Right, maybe burger flipper. <laughs> They're hiring. Yeah, I always need someone to pour my coffee for me. <laughs> <laughs> baristas. Lo- I love baristas. Y'all yeah, awesome. so I'm not, I'm not hating on the barista yeah. profession. Yeah, well, and, and that kind of brings us, you know, you hit on this a little bit. But lie number two, mm-hmm. and these aren't in any certain order. There's just seven of them, right? right. So we've got to number them somehow. So right. number two, people tell this lie, and they they perpetuate the lie on social media. Yep. We make a ton of money. Don't we? We get those big old commission checks, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. 
We do. The actual truth is, Kyle, that most real estate agents are making about $56,000 a year. Now, I'm assuming that's gross, right? right? I'm assuming that's gross. So that is before they pay taxes, they pay their brokerage, Mm -hmm. they pay for advertising and all the costs associated with doing business, including their MLS dues and all that stuff. So most agents do not make a lot of money. Now, going back to number one, the pros do. Right. The pros do. You can make a lot of money in real estate. You sure can. Here's why a few other reasons why this is such a load of crap um, that most people don't think about. Now, yeah, so let's say you you get that big commission check and the, the sellers think, oh, well, man, must, must have been nice getting that big old check. Well, most of us think of it because it's a one-time event. You think, oh, man, it would be nice to get that 10 grand right now. Well, you forget that we've been working on that for you for three months. Right. If you totaled up three months of your paychecks, how much would that be? Right. That might be close to that 10 grand commission check we just got. When you average it out over time that we've spent um, on your transaction, that may not look like such a great hourly wage. Certainly. Uh, for you know, for that one transaction. Now, this is where the pros can make a lot of money and why 20% of agents do 80% of the business. If you really ratchet that down, 4% of agents do 64% of the business. Those 4% are, they're doing well. Yeah. You know, the 56 grand for 30 hours a week on in median, that's not terrible. But what other people don't think of the other side of that, that coin is like Jeremy mentioned, is that we're business owners. This isn't just income like you get on your paycheck where all, everything's already deducted and that's your final paycheck. Right. Off of that, we also pay our brokerage. Yep. We're paying monthly dues to the brokerages sometimes, not always. Some brokerages take splits or fees out of some of that. And then, of course, we got to pay Uncle Sam. Yeah. And that could be a hefty paycheck right there. Exactly. Sometimes for some people, 20, 25% of it's gone already right yep. there. Yeah. Um, so when you really whittle it down, it's really not that much for your average real estate agent. It's a whittle bit. A whittle bit. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> but, but yeah, the, the pros, the reason why they do make money is because they have volume, mm-hmm. right? They provide a lot yeah. of value. And they just get more business. So yeah. you can't make a lot of money, but that's a lie. You know, we don't all make a lot of money. Right. Some of us make a widow bit. <laughs> just a widow bit. <laughs> just a widow bit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Number three, uh, we control property prices. Yeah. I'm just out here telling everyone what property is worth. Yeah. No one, no one can do anything unless I tell them what the price is. Yeah. How are you cutting out appraisers? Oh, man. It's so easy. <laughs> I just tell them. Right. I control the property prices. So yeah. I just tell them. Yeah, listen to me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so that that's a lie because there are checks and balances right. in place. But I do remember early 2000s that my first attempt at real estate, I do remember back then, like you would have direct contact with the appraisers mm-hmm. and you could actually pick your appraiser. And I was in Southern California. Right. Right. So I remember I had um, a house that needed to be appraised and I had a relationship with the appraiser. Mm-hmm. Right. I actually picked the appraiser like, right. hey, bring this person. Right. And this is not just me. This is happening all over the place. So don't go trying to investigate me and <laughs> prosecute me for this. It wasn't just me. It was a different time. Yeah. And this may be a lie. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, the, the house appraised for something you probably shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Right. Because the relationship was there. So I think at one point in time, we didn't necessarily control prices, but we had an impact on them. Yeah, I think this lie was based, like you're alluding to, in somewhat of an older kind of outdated fact. Right. Because, yeah, when when 
a real estate agent, especially if you go off market and can choose their appraiser, we can kind of, you can kind of set the price, but that just doesn't happen anymore. Mm-mm. There's too much transparency with the MLS, um, with Zillow being as pro- prolific as it is, and everyone's seeing all the prices around you. You know, um, the appraiser is now an unbiased third party that no one can choose. You know, even appraisers can't even work for mortgage companies. Yeah, it's a service that they hire that then picks an appraiser kind of random for them, and then they come out there and you know that don't beat me up at appraisers. I know it doesn't work exactly like that, but you know. Um, they're not employees of the mortgage company because they can't be right. by law. Right. So they try as hard as they can through the new real estate laws to separate those things there. So yeah, it, the fact that you think that real estate agents um, are controlling home prices out there, do your research. Yeah, yeah do your research. <laughs> it probably means that you got a deal that you didn't like. Right. And then you think the real estate, you want to blame somebody instead of your bad decision making. Blame the real estate agent. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, that's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. We've got next, man. I mean, I wish I could control property prices. Me too, man. Me too. <laughs> so up here, number four is that all real estate agents are the same, so just choose whoever you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. So going back to the pro thing, right? Right. Yeah, I, I think we, we talked a lot about that. Not all real estates are professionals. Um, also, not all real estates – not all real estates – not all real estate agents – uh, they put the same time into their craft. Um, the median work week for a real estate agent is 30 hours a week. Well, your top producers are usually working 50, 60, 70 hours a week. They're yeah. putting in serious time to their craft. Also, like we talked about, to become a top producer, you're, you're closing multiple transactions per month. Right. Most of these guys are doing 20-plus transactions a year to get into that category. There's a lot more business experience, like, don't hire someone because they've been in the industry 30 years because that same person's been in the industry 30 years may not have closed as many people, not close as many transactions um, as that same person who's doing 20 or 30 a year. Yep, certainly. And then they don't all have like, you know, the medical field, they call it bedside manner. Right. Right. So not all agents are going to be able to handle stress Mm -hmm. the same, right? right? So you may have a very professional agent that has a capacity that's smaller than another for handling stress. Right. Right. As your, you know, your clients are going through a transaction, they're going to get stressed about different things at different times. Mm-hmm. You know, no two people are the same. So you're always going to have to be leveling up when it comes to your emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. And not all agents have the same emotional intelligence. So I think that's that's important to know, too. Yeah. Well, not even to mention specialties. So let's talk about situational specialties. So like there's some agents that are specialized in divorce or bankruptcy or death in the family. So mm-hmm. like uh, what is a probate? Right. Um, that's a good point. Yeah. So your situation may even depend on or be dependent on who you choose as your real estate agent because that some agents have zero experience with those things. Even Certainly. if they are doing 20 or 30 transactions, they might be in just a, your typical normal yeah. transactions and they have no idea how to handle your situation. Yeah, maybe complex. You may have a luxury listing. Right. Right. And this agent is not necessarily a luxury agent. Or you may have a mobile home. And this, you know, there, there's intricacies about that. Right. So, yeah, definitely not all created equal. Right. The next lie is that real estate agents know everything about every property that is for sale. You're an agent, aren't you? Why don't you know? You should. You should know. Yeah, you should know. You should have the seller's disclosures embrained or embedded in your brain. Right, right. I mean, and and beyond the seller's disclosure, why doesn't the listing agent know what type of brick was used? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why was the home planned out this way and put this way on this lot? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What, uh, did they get permits for that? Mm -hmm. Why are the sellers moving? Yeah, exactly. 
Mm. What are they, where are they going? Yeah. What are they going to do with all that money? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How much do they buy it for? How much do they buy it for? Guys, here's the thing. We need to know everything about the process. Yes. Right. I think it was um, Henry Ford that had this quote that was like, hey, you know, I don't need to commit everything to memory because I got this little machine here <laughs> and I'll just push a button and mm-hmm. it'll connect me with somebody who knows the answers. Right. Right. So it, it sometimes can get frustrating when your clients are asking you these questions that are important to them, mm-hmm. you know, but to us, we're like, that's a dumbass question. Right. <laughs> so the <laughs> one, don't tell them that. Um, and two, don't make them feel that way. Right. But just know that you have a, the ability to go out there and get the information to the best of your knowledge. You know, you have seller disclosures, you have mm-hmm. the, the listing agent to ask questions on that he can go back or she can go back to the homeowners and ask those um, specific questions. But yeah, there's just no way we're yeah. going to know everything. I think the, the general con- misconception here is that we're experts. Yeah. And we are experts, like I said, in the process, yeah. in the transaction, but we are not experts of the property. Right. And I think really kind of digging in and explaining that to someone, which is even done in the contracts for you if you read them. Um, but, you know, you lean on experts yep. to get that information. You That's why you hire an inspector or even more important, maybe we should do this in another episode. The inspector is not an expert. Right. They're also a generalist. Yes. So if you find an elect- electrical issue, you need to hire an electrician. If you hire, if you find a foundation problem, you need to hire a foundation company. Right. In the same vein, like you are not an expert on the property and you are not expected to be. Yeah. So, you know, have that conversation with your clients early in the process and let them know what you will and you won't know and how we can find out if you don't know, but it is an important issue to go over with them. Yeah. And that's absolutely (laughs) a great buyer consultation conversation. Yes. Yes. Hey, we're experts at this and we're not going to know anything about the home we go see. Or even like, you know, to double down and uh, get it right, it's like, hey, what's going to be important about properties that you're going to want to know about? Mm, be a little proactive. Oh, certainly. Yeah. 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 All right, man. We got two more. Two so more. we're on number six. What you got? So line number six, real estate agents are unnecessary in the digital age with listings being posted online. Mm. Why do you even need us? I can just go to Zillow and why can't I just buy a house through Zillow? You know, I see how people could think that. Mm-hmm. I, I really, really do. Thanks, Carvana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Real estate agents are now in towers. Right. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, like a, like a vending machines. Dude, like, I can't like wait to Carvana. see my action figure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see how they could think that without knowing all the ins and outs, right. you know, of, of the industry. But there's some things that you cannot replace with AI. Mm-hmm. There's some things you can't replace with technology in general, right? right? And, and that's the human connection. And one person working for another person to to help them reach a goal and then working them through that process. Like the negotiations alone can be a very emotional process, mm-hmm. right? And, and imagine two machines negotiating. Like where's right. the give, right? right? Where's that empathy, in right. that in that situation. So although technically can you write a contract without a real estate agent? Mm-hmm. You can. You can definitely write a contract with a real estate agent, but what you're not going to be able to do is negotiate that contract well. Mm-hmm. Meet 100% of the timelines in that contract. Know when the other side is breaching that contract. Mm-hmm. Protect your money, right? Either way, I had a, a listing a few years ago where an investor got upset in the option period and I represented the seller and they just terminated the contract, mm-hmm. just outright terminated the contract. 
And they were in the option period, but guess what? They didn't deliver the option money. Mm-hmm. So they didn't deliver it in the three days. So what does that mean? Well, that means that, and, and you know, robot may not have caught this, <laughs> right? That means that they didn't ha- have the unrestricted right to terminate the contract. Right. So we kept the earnest money mm-hmm. and they were pissed. I bet. Right. But my client was very happy. She got earnest money and then we put her house back on the market, sold it in about five more minutes with more money. Man, and just another another quick example of that is it was several years ago and similar situation. I was listing a house for someone. It needed some repairs. An investor was making a cash offer on it. And this is, you know, real estate agents here in Texas, back before you could just send the option money to the title company, they had to actually exchange option. I gave the buyer who was representing himself, so he was an agent and an investor, nice. said, hey, I will either meet you at this time, you know, let's, we can either meet and we'll arrange a time or you can mail us the money. Well, he chose to mail the money, but what he didn't do was choose to have it overnighted and have, a, have it receipted. Mm. I didn't receive the money until two days after the option period was ended. Oh, or the, the delivery fee, delivery time limit for the option money. Wow. I advised my client, hey, don't take the money. Yeah. So I told him, hey, we're not accepting your option money and you no longer have an option period. Well, case in point, he wanted $25,000 off before repairs, which oh. was unreasonable, but he was an investor trying to get a better deal. Yeah. And we ended up negotiating and we stayed under contract, but we got that 25 down to 10. Nice. And it just, or yeah, robot may, may not have caught that or right. whatever. Or even worse, if the seller was representing themselves, they wouldn't even known. Right. And that's the thing. And, and, and I'm going to take a step back here and a little bit about this particular lie. Um, it's a little insulting. For sure. Because, yeah. and, and I get where it comes from. I have empathy to people who maybe have had a bad experience and thought, I can do that better. Yeah. And you're probably right if you chose a crappy agent. Mm-hmm. You might be able to do it better with very limited knowledge because you chose someone, unfortunately, who didn't know what they were doing. You believed lie number one. Right. You believe lie number one and number uh, three, where they're all the same. Yeah. So That was four. Yeah. yeah. One and four. Yeah, one and four. So here's the thing is if you're going to hire someone to represent you in the most in the most important, possibly biggest transaction of your life, take a little time to do some research and ask some questions about their experience yeah. level, how they work, how they operate, what they've done in the past. You know, it it just blows my mind that people will choose the first agent that they meet. I mean, it, it works in my favor a lot, but at the same right. time, like, you know, it's crazy to me when it, when it, when I see it on the other side and to think that you could Google how to be a real estate agent, how to represent yourself, do 10 or 20 hours worth of research and think that you're going to match my seven years of experience. Yeah. It just, it's, a, it's honestly a little insulting, Yeah. but yeah. at the same time I get where it can come from. So yeah, it's a lie, yeah. but it's certainly a lie. I can empathize. It's certainly a lie. Yeah. I, I definitely can too. And at a for sale by owner one time that my, one of my relatives was buying a property was listed for a for sale by owner. Mm-hmm. She left me a bad review mm-hmm. after all was said and done. Like one of my only bad reviews. And uh, it, it was just funny because I just held her to the contract, mm-hmm. but she didn't understand it. Right. So it was so much frustration on her part with having to provide receipts and, mm-hmm. and not being able to have her handyman do electric work right. and, having a licensed age of ag tech, like mm-hmm. because I held her to the standard of the contract, it upset her. Mm-hmm. It, it pissed her off, right? She just didn't realize that she had to do these things because right. she didn't have anybody guiding her, Right? you know? She just, I guess, just read the paper or didn't and just yeah. wanted to do what she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. No, so damn, it's not the truth. We are necessary. 
We are necessary. Yeah, I don't care what you guys think. <laughs> We're necessary. <laughs> Maybe some of y'all aren't. <laughs> I don't care what you think. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one. Uh, what does it go? What do you got? Our last lie on the list here. And, it, you know, it's you're seeing a little bit of a theme here, but one of the biggest lies that people think about the real estate industry in general, and it's why they get into it and they fail, is they think it's an easy part-time job. Mm. They, think oh. they, gotta, it, they think it's, uh, it's like Uber, where you just drive around, you pick people up, you show them, you, you drop them off places, or, you know, they think it's easy, and it's not. Yeah. I think this is one of those lies that really sets up would-be real estate agents more than consumers. Yes. Right? Some of these are like more like consumer gets shafted because they believe this lie. Right. And I think this one is definitely something that has people that are looking at the real estate industry mm-hmm. from the outside and they say, oh, I can do that. That looks easy. Like you've seen people's social media posts and that's about it, right? Yeah. Oh, sold the house here, did a house there. But guess what? Maybe that house fell through. They didn't post that. Right. Right. Maybe. Maybe it was someone else's closed yeah, sale. It was someone else's closed <laughs> sale and, and, or they got lucky. Right. You know, I think sometimes people get lucky and, and fall into business because they knew somebody, but they don't, they don't really show all the long hours of right. studying and practicing and script practice and just late night stressing and, mm-hmm. and dealing with people's emotions and your own emotions and your family's stuff and just all the all the craziness that goes on in real estate. I would say when I was a part-time agent with a full-time job, that was like probably the hardest part for me. Yeah, 100%. It was much easier when you could just devote your whole attention to it. Oh, man. Like we've talked about this, you know, off camera, but like when when we, I shifted from part-time with a part-time real estate with a full-time job somewhere else and became a full-time agent, man, I felt like a weight came off me. Yeah. And it, it was just like so much easier being an agent when I could focus on it a hundred percent. Yeah. And I realized there's a lot that goes into that. Um, and not everyone can just make that jump when, you know, but regardless being a real estate agent is not easy. And I started part-time and that, that's by the way most people do, but looking back on it, like I was not doing my clients as good of a service as I have, as I did as a full-time agent. For sure. And I don't want to say that and scare people off from using someone who is quote unquote part-time or split career, whatever you can call it. Right. Because there's a lot of fantastic part-time agents. I, I maybe my first couple of transactions were great, but I guarantee I was still better and more communicative than about 90 other percent of the other agents out there. And I guarantee you were the same way. It's just talk to your agent, whether they're part-time or not, shouldn't be your deciding factor. Is it part of it? Yes. But if you're choosing someone to work with you or you're choosing to become an agent, just know that, and it is not easy yeah, for it's it's not at all. I remember um, when I was a part-time agent wanting none of my clients to know mm-hmm. that I had a full-time job. Yeah. Like that was a big goal of mine. I was like, I'm going to work so hard and communicate so well that they have no idea right. that, I, that I've got a full-time job. And, and to just even go further on this one about how difficult it is to, to be a part-time agent, when I see agents that are full-time, Go get part-time work. Oh man, it's the kiss of death. Yes, like I've not seen, and maybe it's happened. Maybe it's you. You know, maybe one of you guys out there listening have experienced this, and definitely feel free to to comment and uh, message us or whatever. Let us know because I would definitely love to pick your brain on this. But I've never seen an agent that was full-time get back into full uh, part-time work somewhere or become a, a part-time real estate mm-hmm. agent because they had another job somewhere else and then come back into right. full-time real estate. It's usually like the kiss of death. Like 
their attention is now off real estate. Right. It's on this other job. They're almost a little bit relieved that they right. don't have to do the real estate stuff, you mm-hmm. know, and they're getting a steady paycheck now where they were stressing before. I never see them come back. So I think being a part-time agent is actually much more difficult than it is being a full-time agent. No, I agree. I definitely agree. If you can, if you can get to the point where you're actually making consistent income and, and, and you've handled the, the big hurdles in real estate, being full-time, it's so much easier, so much better. So, man, that was, a, that was a fun episode. Yeah, absolutely, guys. And for those of y'all listening, like the, these are seven lies and misconceptions. And, and really, if we're going to change the way people look at our industry, mm-hmm. like we have really have to represent things the right way. Yeah. Right. The reason why a lot of these lies exist is because there's a little bit of truth to them. Mm-hmm. Right. Some of these things are actually true on smaller levels. So generally speaking, no, they're not true. But on some levels, they are. Yeah. You know, so like it would be awesome if we can police ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, and, and when when you see agents that are struggling, maybe offer to help them. Mm-hmm. You know, help help teach them, help them grow. If you have an agent on the other side of the deal that's struggling and maybe you can tell that they're a part-time or even that they tell you, hey, may- maybe you pick up a little bit more, right, right. and help them out. Yeah, don't don't go the route of just bad-mouthing or putting them down. Like, reach a handout, help them out. Yeah. I mean, it, we were all there at some point as a brand-new agent. Like, have some empathy and help that person. Now, obviously, you got to balance that with your duty to your client. But at the same Certainly. time, like... If you've already negotiated the deal, help them fill the format correct. For sure. And, and you know, this number six or we're unnecessary in the age of online listings. Do you think there would be a market for that if the the world saw the value? Mm-hmm. Probably a lot smaller yeah. than it is now. For sure. Right. People wouldn't want to go there because they'd be like, man, I, I, I just get so much value from my real right. estate agents. Right. These guys mm-hmm. are amazing. Guys and girls are they're amazing. And there are a lot of us that are. Mm-hmm. All right. And, and we're fighting an uphill battle. Because 87% of agents fail, which means that 87% are not great, and some of them represent these lies. So all that being said, guys, continue to train. Continue to grow in your business. Mm -hmm. Continue to strengthen your mindset. Be around other agents that are growing, succeeding, and demystifying these eight or seven Demystifying these seven, I can't even count anymore, dude. <laughs> Demystifying these seven lies. Make us look good. Yeah. Make us look good. Represent yourself. Be a professional, right? You will make a ton of money being a professional and stop controlling property prices. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right, guys. Well, that's it. That's a wrap. This is episode number 13. If you have not already, subscribe, follow us, hit the bell. That's me subscribing. That's him subscribing. (laughs) Hit the bell so you get notifications. Share this with your friends and family. Comment below. Let us know how we can get better. Let us know if we missed a lie that you're living. And if you're in the DFW Metroplex, hit us up and let's train and grow together. This is the How To Real Estate Podcast. I'm Jeremy. This is Kyle. We're out.